Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. TBB's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B. Media Production Studio at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. you have any questions or comments for any of my special guests or co-hosts on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Or you can give me a call, Steve B's Media Production at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks. Get out your Bibles and study along with us here on What Our Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my special guest speaker, Joe Cash, and my co-host, Isa Mullins, as they break unto our listeners the bread of life. We also ask your blessings upon my special guest in the community corner, Tyson Ferrington, as he serves our community as well with his various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you would bless all of those who are on the program and their families that support their efforts as well. Father, we pray that you would bless our listeners who are tuning in this broadcast via blog talk radio, as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well and that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're just so grateful for his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross. For without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask that you forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short. Of thy will. Father, we pray that you'll continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful unto death, Father, we pray that you would save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the broadcast this evening. In the first segment, my special guest speaker is Joe Cash. He serves as the evangelist for the Bessemer Avenue Church of Christ in Bessemer, Alabama. Looking forward to hearing a word from Joe on the broadcast. And then in the community corner, my special guest is Tyson Fearston. He's from Gastonia, North Carolina. He's with the Legal Shield. 
and he has a legal plan for drivers. Looking forward to his uh, telling us what he's doing to serve our community. And then to close out my broadcast, my co-host, Isa Mullis. He serves the Helen Street Church of Christ here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have a great show. After the break, the next voice you hear will be that of my special guest speaker, Joe Cash. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. All right, you worshipers. Time to forget about all the trust the devil's brought in our life. Give it over to God. Yeah. I want you to know right now at this time. We gotta give it praise. Let everybody worship. Come on, saints, he's worthy. Everything, everything, all the pain, the pain, the pain, the pain, the pain, the 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 pain, the pain, the pain, the the pain, the pain, the the Troubles come, just hold up and change You might have brought some trials. You might have brought some tribulations here this morning. You might be a little weary, but I came to tell you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my special guest speaker, Joe Cash, and his subject, A Moment in Time. Thank you, Brother Steve. It's good to be on your program. And thank you for inviting me and giving me this opportunity to uh, be a sounding boy for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 4, uh, when Jesus Christ is being led in to be tempted by the devil after his baptism of, uh, at John's baptism, beginning with verse number 1, the Bible there says that Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from 
Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it may be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. When we look at this passage of Scripture, in particular verses 5 and 6, in the moment of time, our subject this evening, as Luke uh, penned these words uh, concerning the life of Jesus Christ, I'm reminded of a, of a song that was uh, sang by one of the greatest singers of our lifetime, and that's Whitney Houston. And she penned a song called One Moment in Time. These are some of the words to the song, Each Day I Live. I want to be a day to give the best of me. I'm only one, but not alone. My finest day is yet unknown. I broke my heart, fought every game to taste the sweet. I faced the pain. I rise and fall, yet through it all, this much remains. I want one moment in time when I'm more than I thought I could be. When all of my dreams are a heartbeat away and the answers are all up to me, give me one moment in time. Perhaps many are familiar with these words. This song is about individuality. It is human nature that all of us want our moment in time, our dreams to be fulfilled, to have our finest day. The answer is all up to us. And as we look at Luke 4, Satan is offering a moment in time. From since the beginning of time, he does not discriminate in offering this moment of time. If you want it, Satan says, you can have it. And he's offering it to everybody that have a desire to serve him. Even Jesus was not immune to the temptation of Satan. But Jesus refused it. And he said, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord God in him only shall thou serve. 
And so as we look at this lesson this evening, I want to look at the word in verse 5, a moment in time or of time. And the devil taking him up in verse 5 into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. As we examine this text and look at uh, the word time, uh, there are two Greek words that define time. Uh, one Greek word is chronos, and the other is kairos. Now, chronos defines time as a succession or, or measure of moments, passing moments without any moral impact as to the opportunity and accomplishment in that time. Whatever Satan offers, he says, don't worry about the consequences. Just enjoy it. And so Satan operates in the chronos time. That is, uh, whatever you want, without any moral obligation, just do it, and you can have it. And then there is the Greek word kairos, and that means seasons or time, but not a succession of uh, moments. Uh, it's what time gives you an opportunity to do. All of us live in, in, in our season. All of, us, all of us have our season. What time uh, or opportunity that it is that God gives us, but it's quite different from chronos. Chronos, again, defines time as a succession or measure of uh, moments. And this is why Satan offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth or the world. And, and, and he says, you can have it. All you have to do in this moment of time is just give up all that you are and worship me. And so Satan uh, allows uh, and through deception, this thing uh, uh, about chronos to offer people anything that they want to do. But kairos is a different, and it's the seasons of time uh, or a succession of moments. It's, it's what time gives you an opportunity to do. And God gives us all time and opportunity to do what he, what we he will have us to do while we are on this earth. I'm reminded of Paul writing to the Colossians, the church at Colossae. In Colossians 4, verse 5, Paul says, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. In other words, Paul said, Buy up all the time that you can. It's very, very important that we redeem our time and make sure that we are not using time to uh, do unlimited things without moral consequence. And this is what Satan has offered to the entire world. And But God wants us to redeem our time and to honor time and to use that time and in our lives to serve God and to be active in his kingdom. As we look at Ephesians chapter 5 and the verses 14 
through 16. There Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, Paul says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, walk upright, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, the time that Satan offers is quite different from the time that Paul encouraged the church here at Ephesus to redeem. And so we ought to redeem the time because the days are evil. And therefore he tells us in verse 17, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And so as we continue our thought in looking at this moment of time and everything Satan has to offer is in a moment of time. And as we look at this, I want us to understand that Satan understood his reign on the earth. Matter of fact, in John 12 and verse 31, Satan is called the prince of, the, of this world. Also in John 14 and verse 30, he's called the prince of the world. In John chapter 16, he's called the prince of the world. And Paul writing to the church at Corinth in his second letter in verse number 4 of chapter 4, Paul says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And so they are perishing because the God of this world have blinded their eyes that they cannot see, lest the glorious light of the gospel should shine on them. So Satan understands his role. And he says here to Jesus in verse 6, And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Now, when we look at this word power, because as we remember Jesus giving the commission to the apostles in Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus answered and said unto them, All power is given unto me in the heavens and the earth. So when we look at this word power in verse number 6, this word power is uh, from a word that means permissible power. That is, it is allowed, uh, this permissible power is allowed to do anything you want to do without hindrance. In other words, right and might kind of power. And this is what Satan offers not only to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but he offered this to the entire earth. You all recall that he offered this power to Adam and Eve. And, and, and not only to Adam and Eve, he has offered this power to every human being that has ever lived on the earth. So this power uh, that is permissible power that is allowed to do anything, and this is what Satan says, I will give you this power. Now notice again, and the devil said unto him, all this power I will give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, 
he said, I give it. So Satan give, allows this permissible power for you to do anything uh, that you want to do. But as we look at God's word, we understand that this power is fleeting. It will come a time when you have to pay. Again, in John 12, 31, we talked about Satan being the prince of this earth, of this world. But he says, now is the judgment of this world cast, uh, uh, cast out. And so the prince of the world, now is the judgment of this world. Now the prince of the, of the world be cast out. So Satan is going to be cast out. And so as we look at God's word and understand his will, we know that Satan's power is limited. But as we look at it again, the devil says, all this power will I give thee. What is he offering Jesus? Go back to verse number five. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he says to Jesus, I will give you all this power and the glory of this power, for that is delivered unto me. And he says, I have the power to give it to whosoever, whomsoever I will give it. So Satan offers power just as God offers us power through the gospel. Satan says, I can give you whatever you want on uh, this earth. But the power that Satan offers us is fleeting. And there will come a time when we'll have to give an account what we've done in our bodies according to the, to the work that we've done. That is that Satan, that we have allowed Satan to govern our lives with. So when we look at this, this word power, it is a permissible power. That is, you are allowed to do anything that you want to do. When you bring this aside or lay it aside or contrast it with the power of the gospel, there are limitations that are put on mankind. Mankind is not allowed, based upon the power of the gospel, to do just anything that they want to do. God doesn't work like that, and God would not allow man to live uh, 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 as far as he's fallen God to live any kind of way. Man must have an obedient faith. Man must live according to the will of God. Man must redeem his time. Though we live in time, and uh, in, in, in the uh, Kairos time, we don't live in the Kronos time. That is, we're not allowed to do just anything that we want to do and expect God to receive us and be and welcome us and answer our prayers. God uh, has limited the power. That is, the power that we have, it is through the gospel of Christ. Paul wrote to the church at Rome. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the gospel has power that God offers to everyone, 
And in that power of the gospel, it offers eternal salvation to all that obey that gospel. But Satan can only offer you things that appeal to the flesh. And a matter of fact, that thing that appeals to the flesh is fleeting, and it doesn't last long. It's one thing about sin, it only lasts for a season, and then you'll soon get tired of that and have a desire to do something else. But this power of the gospel, it can sustain us from this life into eternity. And so as we look at Satan, and, and he's kind of boasting about what he could do for you, and, and, and many people take that, that road that Satan offers and travel that road, and, and many uh, are lost based upon their accepting of what Satan is offering. And he says to him, can you imagine this, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the owner and creator of the entire world and over all that's in heaven and earth, and the devil comes to him and says, look, at all this stuff in the world, he said, you can have it if you just bow down and accept me. But Jesus, being the owner and the creator, listen, he says, Get thee behind me, Satan. You should worship the Lord God only. And so it's, it's like someone offering you the entire world, and you already possess much of it. What would you do with it if you got it? What if a man would gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what would a man exchange for his soul? So it's not worth what Satan is offering. Satan offered, uh, and you all recall when, when, when uh, Judas, uh, he, he uh, betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of silver, but when he, and later he came to himself and thought that he had betrayed the Son of God for 30 pieces of silver, and what good did the 30 pieces of silver do him? He ended up killing himself. So it was all for not, nothing. Satan offered this thing to us. But yet, he doesn't show you the end or the result or the consequences of if you take what he's offering. He doesn't tell you that. You can't see because sin actually leads to death. And then he goes on to say, that, and the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them. Now, notice the word glory. Satan not only says I will give you power, but I'll give you glory. And not only that, this word is doxay, to, to make one have recognition. How many people want recognition? As I read and talked about uh, the words of the song, again, this is what Whitney Houston said in a song, Each day I live, I want to be a day to give. The best of me, I'm only one, but not alone. My finest day is yet unknown. I broke my heart. I fought every game to taste the sweet. I faced the pain. So in order, and, and what she's saying is, look, in order for me to have my moment in time, I was willing to 
get the gain, and go through the pain. But some things are not really worth going through. And so Satan says, I will give you recognition. Everybody will know about you. And that's something that we have to, we have to be careful about, uh, even though Satan offer these things to us, it, we don't see the end result of what he's offering, and it may lead to us uh, to eternal damnation. And as we look at God's word, we understand that what is it that you gain the whole world? What if you got it? You all recall the rich young ruler? Man said, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, you know, he, he didn't got fat, and he said, I'll tell you my old bonds and build greater bonds. And, 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 but he did not understand that his life would be required of him, even though he had an abundance. And so we don't know the hour nor the time when God will call us from uh, this world. And so we need to be prepared to meet our God. Recognition, worldly, recognition that is, is not really worth it. And, 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 and so when we think about worldly recognition, it is different from God's glory. That is, when Satan gives you glory, you lack God's image. And so when we get the image of God, that is, through the power of the gospel, we began to act like God, walk like God, talk like God, sing like God would have us to sing, pray to God, walk in his ways, and hate every false way. But Satan wants you to be somebody, to be recognized. And, and so uh, when, when you look at the glory of Christ, uh, that is, it's different in that you become somebody in the kingdom of God when you become a servant. You all recall how the apostles were uh, uh, having this great debate uh, and a heated debate amongst themselves, uh, wanting to know who was going to be in charge when Jesus left the earth. And, 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 the, and the thought uh, led to a heated argument. But Jesus, understanding what they were talking about, he says, the greatest among you shall be the servant. If you want recognition, serve in the kingdom of God. Serve people. Serve the church. Serve the Lord. Serve God, and you'll get recognition because God will uh, humble you and exalt you, and people will know the good that you do. And so recognition from the devil is different because the payday. When Satan gives you glory, you lack God's image. Remember, the image was marred. Man had fallen in the Garden of Eden, and his image was marred. And so God went back to work to put the image back together. And so as we look at the latter part of these verses, now there's a word called atomia, that is to dishonor the results uh, when we accept Satan. In other words, God has done wonderful for mankind. God has given mankind all that he needs that, per that pertains to life and godliness. But when we accept Satan, the man becomes marred. Notice in Romans 1, 26, in verse 27, he says, For this cause 
God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also men leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meat. And so as we look at uh, this recognition that Satan offers, it only brings, brings dishonor to those uh, who... Uh, who share in, into the the, the, the the idea that Satan can give you something without you being uh, it costing you anything? Satan can give you whatever you want, but there's a cost uh, behind the giving. And so, as we look, go back to uh, chapter four of the book of Luke. The Bible there says, "And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain." showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Just consider this as we look at this, and as I get ready to close, a moment of time, you can have it all. Satan says, just fall down before me in a moment of time. And as we look at in closing a moment of time, as I recall, through studying the scriptures, there was Adam and Eve in a moment of time when Eve desired the fruit of the tree in a moment of time. When she saw that it was good, she got it and she took it. But Satan had a part in it. Satan says, God said this. And she said, yea, God said this. But Satan says, surely you won't die. You'll be just like God, understanding good and evil. It was a moment in time that Eve took that fruit. In a moment of time, her eyes were open. In a moment of time, she gave it to Adam. And Adam, from, Adam willfully sinned. In a moment of time, Adam and Eve hid amongst the trees. In a moment of time, God called for Adam and asked the question, where art thou? Adam said they were hiding amongst the trees. It was a moment of time when God asked Adam, had he broken the commandment that he had given him? In a moment of time, Adam blamed the woman that God had given to him in a moment of time. And then the woman blamed the serpent. And the serpent didn't have anyone to blame. But God, at that time, began to, in a moment of time, to bring his son into the world. In a moment of time, he would be born of the seed of a woman. In a moment of time, he's going to crush the head of Satan, and Satan shall bruise his heel. In a moment of time, Adam and Eve is out of the garden. And a moment of time, there was a righteous man who found favor with God by the name of Noah. In the moment of time, build an ark for the saving of his family and the entire world if they desired to. In a moment of time, 
uh, earth, the flood of the earth came. It covered all the tallest of the mountains. In a moment of time, God bring forth Abraham, Abram at the time, and told him to get thee away from thy father and thy mother unto a country I will show thee. In a moment of time, uh, Abraham, uh, he would, his seed would be as the sand on the seashore and greater than the number of the stars. In a moment of time, God allowed a famine to come and, and go down into Egypt and a nation is formed. In a moment of time, God prepared Moses to come back to Egypt and to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. In a moment of time, God, God uh, through Moses, led Israelite through the Red Sea. It was a moment of time where he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. In a moment of time, Moses led them through wanderings. In a moment of time, God took Moses upon the Mount Pisgah and showed him uh, the promised land, but he couldn't go there. In a moment of time, Joshua took control of the nation and led them eventually into the promised land and somewhat conquered the land of Canaan. It was a moment of time that the prophets spoke of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In a moment of time, from Isaiah to Malachi, in a moment of time, John the Baptist came on the scene. It was a moment of time, one to prepare the way for Jesus Christ to come, whose shoes he was not even worthy to untie. Uh, in a moment of time, it was Jesus who came to be baptized at the baptism of John to fulfill all righteousness. A moment of time, Jesus went about doing good and choosing his disciples. A moment of time, he set his mind to go to Jerusalem. In a moment of time, he died a cruel and shameful death but he despised the shame. It was a moment of time. The third day after they put him in the grave, he rose a moment of time. In a moment of time, he appeared for 40 days without many infallible proof. In a moment of time, he met with his disciples, and on the 40th, 50th day, he ascended back. Uh, on the 40th day, uh, and he ascended back to heaven from Mount Olivet. It was a moment of time, the apostles began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, a moment in time. It was a moment in time, about 3,000 souls were added to the body of Christ. Moment in time, the gospel was preached and the church multiplied. A moment in time, the apostle Paul came on the scene and became the great preacher of the Gentiles. A moment in time, one day church it will be a moment in time when every eye shall see Jesus Christ, when he shall appear in the sky. It will be a moment in time. But then, at the judgment, it will be no longer a moment in time. It will be eternity where Jesus Christ sits on the right hand of God. Satan, in a moment of time, offer all these things, but he can't give you eternal life. But Jesus Christ can give you eternal life. So it's a moment of time. As we look and conclude, a moment of time, 
Uh, you can have salvation today. You can have your sins washed away by being baptized for the remission of your sin. You can have your sins washed away. You can become a new creature in Jesus Christ in this moment of time. But there will be a time where there will be no more time. And so as we live in the Paros time, we have opportunity to do uh, what God would have us to do. And that's why he said, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. And so thank you, Brother Stephen, for allowing me to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you this evening. And I pray that I said something in this moment of time to help us understand God's will a little bit better. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. The Community Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, the Community Corner is simply designed to just tell our listeners just what products and services are being offered in our communities and how you can contact the various vendors for their services. We've had people uh, on this broadcast who've been involved in legal services, financial services, authors, college consultants, uh, professional boxers, NFL players, casting producers uh, for television shows, farmers, comedians, you name it. We've had them on this broadcast. We just want to make the saints aware of just what services are available to them. In my community corner on this evening's broadcast, my special guest is Tyson Fearington from Graham, North Carolina. He's an independent associate with Legal Shield, specializing in helping commercial drivers and small business owners. Tyson, welcome to the Community Corner. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Now, why don't you tell us now, how did you get involved with the Legal uh, Shield? Okay. Uh, about five years ago, my father-in-law came to me, who's involved in Legal Shield, and uh, my mom, who's elderly, owns some rental property, and he actually came to me about the wheel service that Legal Shield has. And he asked me, does she have a wheel? And I told him, no, she has a lot of scribbled-up papers here, there, and everywhere. And he asked me to look at it and see if that might be something good for her. I did. I presented it to her, told her I thought it was a good idea. We completed the paperwork. The law firm helped us. She had uh, stock and retirement funds from GE and all that stuff. So they helped her. And when the actual will came back, which only at that time required after the law firm completed it, it just needed to be notarized, I was impressed. And I'm real active in my church and I've and in my community, and I've seen and witnessed what lack of a will could do to a family, a church, and a community. So I just asked him if he would come back and do it for us. And from okay. there, he told me how you could get paid for helping people, and I became an independent associate. So why don't you tell us now what is it that you're specializing in with Legal Shield? I'm specializing in the commercial drivers plan and the small business uh, services. Now, what, what was it about that features, those features that got you interested in doing that? Well, for one thing, those individuals who are usually commercial drivers, they are good at what they do. And everything that we get in our household, no matter what it is, it, it was on a truck at some point in time. But a lot of times, because of the laws and regulations and every state is different, 
these drivers, instead of being able to maximize their profits and, and, and relieve the stress, they got different rules and laws they have to abide by. So they get citations, tickets, stuff like that, that dips into their funds and keeps them away from being able to be relaxed and do what they do best. So that's where we come in at, to help provide them with services. Um, our Legal Shield service allows them to get transportation attorneys to represent them in all the lower 48 states. No matter where they get uh, moving violations, DOT tickets, they get uh, specialized attorneys to help represent them. Now, and why don't you... With those... I'm go sorry. On. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you was finished. Go ahead. Uh, well, with those services, that keeps them... Driving trucks are their livelihood. That's how they mm-hmm. take care of their family and their household. So right. they don't need to get put out of service or get their license suspended, and then that creates a downward spiral for everything in their life. So we are here to serve. We're not police officers, but we're here to serve and protect. We're here to serve the commercial drivers and protect their livelihood. Why don't you tell my listeners now, how can they get in contact with you if they want to uh, get involved in with your services that you provide? Okay. They can uh, they can always phone me, and my phone number is 336-684-4493. Again, that's 336-684-4493. And if they want, would like to go to my website link, uh, that is Marsha, M-A-R-S-H-A, dot, uh, 27, dot, com. Marsha, 27, dot, wearelegalshield.com. Hey, Tyson, I certainly appreciate you spending a little time with us this evening in the Community Corner. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. And if I can help anybody, I'll, don't hesitate to give me a call. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. My co-host, Isa Mullins, is up next. The Community Corner. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. i uh-huh. 
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific need. It's an exciting time for your congregation. And what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. 
Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. These are the announcements for the events and activities in the Churches of Christ. If you'd like to have your events and activities announced on this radio broadcast, please contact me at Stephen P's Media Production Studio at 910-491-6405. Or send your emails to my new email address, bubblesteve1009 at yahoo.com. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, I will not be making any public announcements until further notice regarding public meetings and assemblies, but I will be making announcements about the events and activities happening here on social media. And I have just one announcement in my local area here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. The Helen Street Church of Christ is meeting at their building at the address is 500 Helen Street. That's Fayetteville, North Carolina. The worship services start at 10 a.m. And immediately after the worship services, there will be a Bible class. And they're also meeting virtually on Zoom as well on Sunday morning. And also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there will be a nationwide gospel call that's sponsored by the Highland Heights Church of Christ there in Houston, Texas. And the telephone number to this call is 857-216-6700. And the access code is 328-497. This is a nationwide outreach to those who are not members of the Churches of Christ. And the speakers will be presenting the basic salvation them to learn what they must do in order to be saved, as well as information about the Churches of Christ. In addition, it is intended to edify and strengthen the faith of those who are Christians. On Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Delcrest Church of Christ from San Antonio, Texas, presents the Women's Virtual Bible Class, and this class will be held on www.zoom.com. And the class ID number is 821-3692-8262. And daily at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, the Ladies in Christ Prayer Line, hosted by the Church of Christ from Lafayette, Louisiana, and the telephone number to this prayer line is 605-472-5203. My co-host on the Gospel Light Radio Show, Steve Porter, that airs on Blog Talk Radio here from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, has a new book entitled God, Grace, and You. And you can order this book from the 21st Century Christian Catalog. There will be a spring-summer series every fourth Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There will be a preacher's panel discussion. Join Michael, Minister Michael Crusoe as he moderates a series of discussions featuring seasoned preachers from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. And the topic under discussion is expanding the role of women in Christian worship, a word from the Lord. And coming this fall on August the 31st, we have a new show being sponsored by Stevie B's Media Production. There will be Kelly, the Kelly Fletcher Show that will be a part of my Tuesday night broadcast every fourth Tuesday of the month. Kelly Fletcher, Fletcher will air on this broadcast. And just a program reminder, Stevie B's Media Production presents, we're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio on Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm hosting a live show, What a Word from the Lord radio show. 
And each week we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be presenting a message from the Word of God. Also, we have the Community Corner segment that's designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs. We have products and services for our communities. I also have three co-hosts on this broadcast. Lou Gilbert, he's the evangelist for the Oak Brook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And my newest co-host, Shauna Otis, she's with the Great Way Church of Christ there in Nashville, Tennessee. Her team is the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. And that, and that uh, segment will air every third Tuesday of the month. And also my newest co-host, Isa Mullins, he serves with the Helen Street Church of Christ here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then on Thursday... From 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll be hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And I have eight co-hosts on that broadcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, eight co-hosts. And those brothers are preaching on that broadcast every week. And on each week, I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. And I'm also taking questions from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out. So I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. And then on Friday night at our new time from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, Stephen B's Acapella Gospel Music Blast Radio Show. And on this radio show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the sweet sounds of voices. And also, we have the Story Glory segment every first Friday of the month where I'm interviewing the artists that we're playing on this broadcast. And on August the 6th, I'll be interviewing Clarence Holmes from Decatur, Alabama. And on this Friday night, July the 30th, I will not be airing a live broadcast on this Friday night. And on August the 27th, I'll be featuring... Irvin C. Jackson from Wesley Chapel, Florida will be debuting some new music on the broadcast. And on August the 13th, we'll be featuring the new group Divine Experience from Jacksonville, Florida. They have some new singles that we'll be debuting on that broadcast on April, on August the 13th. Also, if you can't catch any of these live shows, wherever you're getting your favorite podcast from, just type in your search bar, Stevie B. Media Productions. And you'll see all of the shows that we're producing here on a weekly basis. And I always like to tell people to go to some of the major musical platforms that people are more familiar with, like Spotify and Apple iTunes and iHeartRadio and Amazon Music and YouTube, just to name a few, so you can see some of these on-demand episodes. I have a new sponsorship manager. If you'd like to be a sponsor for any of these radio shows, her name is Michelle Mark from Call at 954-687-4705, and she can instruct you on how to be a sponsor for some of these radio shows. I'd like to give a shout-out to my sponsors. I certainly appreciate all those who have been sponsoring these shows from the very beginning. Sharon Norwood from Chicago, Illinois, Bethesda Memorial, Truna Director Crematory Services out of DeSoto, Texas, Stanley Phillips from Little Rock, Arkansas, Cheryl Marah. From Charlotte, North Carolina, Yvonne Blazing Cracker Gooch from Nashville, Tennessee, Melvin Jackson from High Point, North Carolina, Marquise Hallman from Charlotte, North Carolina, Stephanie Booker Wilson from Greensboro, North Carolina, Diversified Financial Network LLC from Dallas, Texas, owned as Marcus Charlotte Carroll, and Ordained Faith Publishing from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The three E's of Stephen B's Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate. We want to edify, and we want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. 
And that will conclude our program announcements. My co-host, Isa Mullins, is up next. Stay tuned to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. And if you miss me from singing, singing. and you can't find me nowhere, come on up to glory. I'll be singing the best. Yes, I will. And I know the Lord, He will greet me over yonder, over on the other shore. Praising the best, heard of the safety of the day, Lord. Going to heaven, over on the other shore, over yonder, over on the other shore. You miss me from singing. You can't, you can't find me nowhere. Come on up to glory. I'll be singing the best. Yes, I will. And I know the Lord. He will Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my co-host, Isa Mullins, and his subject, After the Storm. Good evening, good evening. My title for this after, title for this tonight will be After the Storm. After the Storm. Our reference scripture will be taken from Mark chapter 4, 35 through 41. Mark chapter 4, verses number 35 through 41. And it reads, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. And a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up and rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. My brothers and sisters, storms have the potential to shape us in several different ways, depending on how we react to them. Sometimes the storms destroy us. When we lose perspective, when we forget who calms the storm, when we give up, we allow the storm to destroy us. Sometimes the storms even define us. When we forget God's promise that he works all things together for our good, and we take on the victim mentality and wallow around in self-pity rather than looking at our storm as an opportunity for God to show his faithfulness. In times like this, we can allow the storm to define us, and we can become stuck in the wake of the storm even long after the storm has passed. Sometimes storms strengthen us. When we hold on to God as our anchor in the storm, trusting in his sovereignty, believing that he finishes what he starts, and holding on to his promise that trials produce the testing of our faith, which produces perseverance. We allow the storms to strengthen us. My brothers and sisters, God will always see you through. If our eyes are on the storm, we will wonder if he still loves us. But if our eyes are on the cross, we will know that he always has and always will. He promised his peace, the very same peace that allowed him to sleep through the storm because he knew who he was and whose he was. Our attitude during the storm directly impacts the outcome, even if only the impact on our heart. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need 
and thank him for everything that he has already done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, 6-7. It is when we make the choice to not worry, but instead pray about our needs and be thankful for all God has done that we will then experience his peace. Even in the middle of a storm, God will see you through. It was in realizing that my prayer, realizing that, that my prayer shifted from a feeble help to I praise you. My brothers and my sisters, storms will come into our lives as Christians in the form of a calamity or hardship of some kind. It might be a medical issue, a marital issue, a legal issue, or something else. The list goes on and on, but there are two kinds of storms a believer will face. First, there are perfecting storms. When God allows hardship in our lives to make us stronger spiritually, Job went through a perfecting storm. The Bible says, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. James chapter 1, 3 through 4. Next, there are correcting storms. We basically bring these storms upon ourselves and reap the consequences of our actions. Jonah was in a correcting storm. It was his fault. He brought it upon himself. Maybe you're thinking tonight that you've messed up and you're saying that there's no hope for me. But I want to tell you that my God gives second chances. My God gives third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventeenth chances. And I want to let you know tonight that you can't get away from God and you should not want to. There's no place you can go where the Lord is not there. To me, it's reassuring to know that wherever I go or whatever I face in life, that God goes with me. Hebrews 13 and 5 tells me that Jesus said that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So do not try to run from God. Instead, run to him. And if you need a second chance today, then why don't you pray and ask God for one tonight? I don't know what kind of storm you're in right now, but do not lose heart. You will get through it. Hold on. And I love the acronym HOPE. HOPE simply means holding on with patient expectation. I'm going to say that one more time for those of you who did not catch that. The acronym HOPE, H-O-P-E, holding on with patient expectation. The good news about storms, storms is they have a beginning, a middle, and they always have an end. Maybe your storm has been raging for a while, but you know what? You could be at the end of it, so do not give up and don't ever lose hope. But what I want to address right now is the aftermath, after the storm. What do we do after the storm has left? 
the reason for this that we need to address this is that we can find ourselves suffering in doubt, depression, confusion, when we aren't focused on God. I ask you, my friends and my brothers and my sisters, are you possessing an even-if faith? It makes a huge difference on how you respond to the dark clouds in the aftermath. Do we ask, why me? Or do we shout, Lord, I trust you? Let us turn hastily to Job chapter 1, 20 through 22. Job chapter 1, 20 through 22. And at this, Job uh, got up and he tore his robe and he shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's, my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord giveth, and the Lord hath taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. What that tells me tonight, that Job had an even this type of faith in God, that even going through loss and death, Job was still trusting and he was still connected to God. And he knew from his relationship who God was. And he knew that God loved him enough to deliver him if he chose to do so. A lot of times after a spiritual storm, our trust in God and in people will change. We can't bear going through pain and often associate pain with negativity. We feel that we are punished or that we are being forgotten about. But God is saying to each and every one of you tonight, that I need you to trust in me. I am the one who holds the world in the palm of my hand, and I am the one who controls the wind and the lightning, so be not afraid. My brothers and sisters, our trials are never, were never, will never be meant to destroy you. Sometimes God is trying to get you to let go of something and, or someone in your life that is hindering your spiritual growth. <clears throat> Rather than letting yourself sink deeper into fear or pain, what you need to do is pray. You need to pour out your heart to God from the moment that you start your day to the moment that you put your head on your pillow. Tell him what's worrying you and ask him to bring you peace. Reaffirm your trust in him and speak his scriptures back to him. Remember the promise of Philippians 4, 67. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. We will experience once again God's peace. After searching scriptures for promise and for peace, don't just return to life as it was before. Let these two things form the foundation of days as you aim to keep your eyes upon God at all times. The storms may get fierce, but God is always fierce. Second Corinthians four eighteen is the encouragement for staying focused. On eternity. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot 
be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. For the things we cannot see will last forever. Amen? It seems counterintuitive to praise God for the struggles in your life. But as James, James 1, 2, and 3 explains, God puts those hardships into your life for a reason. He uses them to shape you and to mold you and to refine you into the person that he wants you to be. He uses them to teach you to trust and to learn perseverance and to mature you and to show you what dependence really means. So in the middle of your battles, you need to focus your eyes on above and thank God for the opportunity to grow and be shaped in his image. Please trust that everything, even the lowest of the lows, will serve to better you as a person and strengthen you as a follower of Christ. You might find your life to be spiraling out of control, but I encourage you to let God's word be the thing that anchors you in place. Search the Bible for his promises to you, and let these words become the very foundation of your day. When the things get darker or more chaotic, repeat these scriptures to yourself to remind yourself of the reality of the situation and see things from God's perspective. Remember that according to John 16 and 33, he is in control and is stronger than your problems. It says in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and i got plans to give you a hope and a future. God loves you and has plans to prosper you. And we know that in all things that God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and 28. He works all things together for the good of your life, including what you're going through now. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God, and I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is here to give you strength that you need to get through your storm. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. We must trust that God's timing is perfect. Psalms 145, 18 through 19 says uh, the Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him, who hear he hears their cry, and he saves them. God will never leave your side. Even though, my brothers and sisters, that we are aware of all of these promises, how often do we allow our doubts to override our faith and trust in him? When I imagine having 100% faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I imagine rising above everything and overcoming because God said that he has already overcome the world. John 16, says, I have told you all this so that you might have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but 
take heart because I have overcome the world. When we abide in him and are saved by him through grace, we are also overcomers. He promises that we will have trouble, but that he is already overcome. My brothers and sisters, there is a greater purpose in your trial. God may use it to help others. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-5 says, Praise me to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we all ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. God just may be refining you through it. First Peter 5 and 10 says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. He knows that you need to go through this test to have an amazing testimony that will glorify him. Psalm 66, 10 through 12 says, For you, O God, have checked, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and we went through the water, but yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. He has a reason, and God knows the whole picture. We are standing too close to it to see the whole canvas. But he can see it all. He sees how everything works together. And he knows the end from the beginning. My brothers and sisters, it's hard for us to see God's vision for our lives. But if we trust him and have faith, he will guide us down the road that he's built especially for us. I hope that this is an encouragement to you today. When you are hopeless and doubting, you may begin to sink. But when you call out to God, he is right there. Remember Peter who lost his confidence in God and got caught up in the storm. But when he called out to God, God was just right there. But it seems that to me that he would have been better off to just to have faith and trust the whole entire time. But we still must focus on his hope and focus on his promises. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 tells me, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. First John 5 and 4 says, for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that is conquered and overcome the world our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. In moments of doubt, remember that faith in God should never be founded upon feelings or circumstances. What we feel and experience is real, but even so, more is the truth of who God is. Choose today to walk in that truth. Believe it. Declare it. God loves you. He is with you. And no matter what you face, you can always trust in him, even in the storm. 
and especially after the storm. There may be some of you tonight that don't understand or may want to know how can I be saved. And I want to explain to you briefly about two separate parts, God's part and man's part. The part of God is explained through John 3.16. God, uh, through his son Jesus Christ, showed his love. And according to Luke 19 and 10, his part was he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, as the Savior. After that, he sent the Holy Spirit as a guide, John 16 and 13. Then he gave the gospel as the power unto salvation, Romans 1, verse number 16. And then he provided atonement by the blood of Christ on the cross, Romans 5 and 9. That's God's part. Now there's a part for you, and here's man's part. First, according to Romans 10 and 17, John 8 and 32, you must hear the gospel. According to Hebrews 11 and 6, John 20 and verse number 31, you must believe in the gospel. Luke 13 and 3, Acts 17 and 30, you must repent of your past sins. Romans 10 and 10, Matthew 10 and 32. Confess faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 27, Mark 16 and 16, and Acts 2 verses 38. It tells me that I must be baptized. According to Revelations 2 and 10, after all of that, I must be faithful unto death. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own soul's salvation with fear and trembling. God bless you tonight and understand that there's a purpose for your storm. Please understand that the aftermath is not for after suffering. The aftermath is for you to understand the purpose of the storm is to refine you, to build you, to change you, to make you as in the image and in the characteristics of Christ. May God bless you, keep you in his, in his loving arms. May you have a blessed evening. Thank you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved. 
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's Word. I tell you what, my cup is running over on this radio show. We've had some great messages from the Word of God. I want to thank my both my speakers on the show tonight. My special guest speaker was Joe Cash. He did a great job from the Bessemer Avenue Church of Christ there in Bessemer, Alabama. And also my co-host, Isa Mullins, here at the Helen Street Church of Christ. Uh, here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I also want to thank my special guest in the community corner, Tyson Fearington. He's with uh, he's an independent associate with Legal Shield. He uh, specializes in uh, drivers and small business owners. Certainly appreciate commercial drivers rather than small business owners. Certainly appreciate everyone who participated on the show this evening. What a blessing! What a blessing it is, baby, to hear the pre- preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ on a Tuesday evening. It's my prayer that these lessons this evening have been beneficial in your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you not only tuned in this radio show, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. I'm, I'm, I want to say on behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullins and Shauna Otis and Lou Gibbert, we really do appreciate your love and support for these radio programs. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Steve Rob Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. God's hand is amazing. Wipe your weeping eyes.
From the Lord Radio Show, episode 205. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah? How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah? 
How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? How can I? Yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? How can I? Yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? How can I? Yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? How can I? Yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? How can I? Yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? Yeah. 